What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports 360. I'm Jeff Fennell, and I'm here, as always, with my man, Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. Rob, what's up? What's going on, man? What's going on? Man, just good to be back in the saddle, man. Chop it up with you a little bit, talk about... A little, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, what's going on in the world of sports. And so, you know, happy to be here doing that again with you. But, but, but before we do that, I'm going to publicly say, man, congratulations to you, man, for going out there and getting your MBA. I know you, you know, you were like, New York undercover on us on that piece, but <laughs> <laughs> you went out there and got it done, man. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I kept it pretty under wraps the last year and a half being in school, working full time, doing the dad thing. Uh, it was it was tough, but, you know, finally glad I got it done and it's over with and you know, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Hats off to you, man, especially because of what you just said. You know, have a lot on your plate, you know. You know, you got a family, full-time job, um, you know, all the rest of it. And yet you're out there, you know, getting it done. And, you know, there's a lot of people that do that. And so I think those who have taken that route can appreciate the sacrifice and the dedication and the commitment that it takes to, um, you know, to achieve that. So, man, hats off to you, man. I'm glad for you. And, and again, man, congratulations on getting it done. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, tonight, man, I want to talk about someone who has sort of disappeared from the baseball scene because of the fallout from the sign-stealing scandal involving the Astros. And and that person is Carlos Beltran. And you know, Rob, I started to think about Carlos because last week, my team, the Mets, had a series against the Boston Red Sox. And the Red Sox current manager is Alex Cora. And Alex Cora was suspended for a year because of his role as a bench coach with Houston at the time of the sign-stealing scandal. Um, And then this weekend, your team, the New York Yankees, played the Detroit Tigers, who are managed by A.J. Hinch, who was the manager of the Houston Astros, and he was suspended for a year because of his role in the sign-stealing scandal. And Beltron, of course, was a player with Houston at the time, and, you know, a lot of fingers were pointed at him, and he had been hired by the Mets as a manager a couple of years ago, and then he was fired before he ever managed the game. So, Cora, though, is back. The Red Sox are in first place. A.J. Hinch is back you know, managing the, the Tigers. They're in last place, but he still has a job. But Carlos Beltran is nowhere to be seen. And so I just thought about that because of the Red Sox and Tigers both playing our teams over the past week. And so wanted to talk about Carlos Beltran, man, and, and, and to say up front, I think Carlos Beltran 
should get a second chance, just as A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora have gotten their second chances. What do you think? I'm here to say that I stand by that statement. I believe that Beltran, you know, although he didn't get suspended that I can remember, he paid his dues. You know, he lost a job that I believe he rightfully earned because I think Beltran is one of those guys that may have had that it factor or still has that it factor to succeed as a manager, you know, in a team. And the Mets at the time were on the come up, you know, and I think Beltran would have given them that maybe that little bit of boost to get to the next level. And, you know, who knows if they end up getting Lindor and all that stuff. We don't know that. But, you know, I think he's he's a guy that he paid his dues as a player, great player. You could see he, he kind of took on a player-coach type role towards the end of his career uh, when he was with the Yankees and, and even maybe a little bit in Houston and, and St. Louis and all that stuff too. But he, you know, bought into that player mentality, coach mentality stuff. And I think, you know, like you said, Alex Cora – when he lost his job with the Red Sox, everybody, everybody knew once his suspension was up, he was going to get rehired. I think we all knew that. Maybe we didn't say it publicly or, or it wasn't said because it wasn't supposed to be said, but we all knew he was going to get his, his job back. And A.J. Hinch, you know, he won a World Series. He, he did his thing with Houston. They had the scandal and all that. But you kind of had a feeling that at some point, because of his track record, he would get rehired. And you know, unfortunately, it ends up being with one of the worst teams, with the worst team in baseball this year, the Tigers, but it's still a job. And and like you said at the top, Beltran, we haven't heard a thing about the guy since he lost his job. It's been absolutely nothing on him. And maybe he wants it that way to then, you know, come up on the scene at some point. But I think it's time as, you know, us as baseball fans and those inside of baseball, if Beltran a shot again to just for something. He he deserves to be part of the baseball world. And you know, and you know, Rob, I I don't begrudge Alex Cora or AJ Hinch for getting a second opportunity, because I do believe that there should be second chances, not just in sports, but in general. You know. Um, People don't always, we as people, don't always do the right things. We make mistakes. We say dumb stuff. We do dumb things. Uh, we do things that we're not supposed to do. We break the rules, right? These things happen. It's not to excuse it, but, I mean, come on. No one's walking around with a halo over their head. So I believe in second chances. So I'm glad for Alex Cora. have no problem with him getting another opportunity. Same with A.J. Hinch. Have no op- no problem with him getting another opportunity. I don't think we, you know, we talked about this briefly um, before we, we, we came on. And, you know, in this society of ours, we, we, we are too quick to, you know, institute capital punishment, you know, from an employment perspective on people. Right. The minute, you know, they say something. You know, we want to strip them of their livelihood. I don't believe that should always be the case. Maybe sometimes. But in a situation where, okay, you violated a rule, you said something that was dumb or inappropriate, um, you know, you might get disciplined or suspended or whatever. But I don't believe people should 
lose their jobs for life. So I have no problem with Cora or Hinch getting a second chance. I just believe Beltran deserves a second chance too, particularly for him, Rob, because he never got an opportunity to manage a game. He was hired in the offseason and he was fired that same off, fired or he withdrew, however you want to look at it, but the Mets were getting rid of him, right? And he never got an opportunity to manage a game. I think he deserves as much, if not more, of a second chance uh, as Alex Cora and A.J. Hinch have gotten. Yes, I, I definitely agree. And when Alex Cora, you know, when the news started coming out that he was, quote-unquote, the ringleader of, of the science stealing scandal along with Beltran and all that stuff, I was one of the people that was very critical of Alex Cora, um, not just because he was a part of this, but because he represented a small minority of Hispanics in the game of baseball that have the title of manager. You know, you don't see that often. And my initial thought was being a a Hispanic coach, manager, involved in something like this, then getting fired, that's going to close the door for a lot of other guys trying to come up. Um, So I'm kind of glad that the world was able to give him that second chance and the Red Sox gave him that second opportunity to coach again and to be the manager. And we see how well the Red Sox are doing. You know, they had a terrible year last year. And we can attribute that to a bunch of different things, including the 60-game season. But before he was gone, you know, when he was the manager before, the Red Sox were doing great. He's back this year, and they're doing great again. So there's something with him that he has that, quote-unquote, it factor with that team and with those players and stuff like that. And I think Beltran could have that same effect. And like you said, we didn't even get a chance to see him manage a spring training game, never mind a regular season. So. I don't even know if he even met any of the players by the time he was out the door. So I think he does deserve the chance to, you know, somebody has to give him an opportunity to prove what he can do. And if he doesn't do well in two, three seasons, fine, let him go. But at least he got the opportunity to showcase his talents as a manager. And see, for me, you know, the fact that he was hired by the Mets, and I know the Mets have had some problems with some of their hires, right? Uh, Nick <laughs> Calloway, Jared Porter, right? You're wondering, you know, who's doing the vetting, you know, for the New York Mets. Um, so I know they've had some problems, but he was yet deemed qualified to hold one, you know, of only 30 jobs in all the world, right? Manager of a major league baseball club. So he has the qualifications. So, you you know, you would hope that he would get another opportunity. But he's at a disadvantage, though, Rob, because Hinch and Alex Cora actually have a track record. Both of them won World Series championships. So when they get suspended they have already demonstrated that they know how to win. So, right, suspensions are over, and then teams can step forward and say, you know what, we want these winning managers to lead our ball club. Carlos Beltran doesn't have that. He doesn't have the benefit of that. And so I think he's at a disadvantage compared to these two guys because he never got an opportunity to show whether or not 
besides being qualified, if he was a, you know, actually capable of successfully leading a team. And so part of me wonders if he's ever going to get that second chance because of the lack of a track record. Yeah, that's a great point you bring up. Um, and, and unfortunately for Beltran, I think it's going to be, if he does not get another job, that will be what people lean on more so than he was involved in the scandal because, you know, Corin Hinchbolt got jobs and yeah, they have track records, but they were also big parts of the, of the science stealing scandal. Yet these teams took a chance on them. But with Beltran, like you said, with no track record to back up the publicity that's going to come or the, the bad um, press that's going to come with his hiring, it's going to be hard for a team to sit there and justify it, quote unquote. But, you know, hopefully he gets some type of opportunity. Maybe it has to be something he starts out as a bench coach and moves up from there or coaches a minor league team or maybe a league in, in the Puerto Rican league or something like that, one of the teams over there or somewhere international, just to kind of start building that resume up again and hopefully get an opportunity at the major league level. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, because and, and, and I will tell you as a Mets fan, you know, I'm a Mets fan um, and I'm not advocating for someone to lose their job, you know, but, but their current manager, Luis Rojas, you know, he hasn't had a full opportunity yet, right? 60 games last year, 22 games so far this year as of this recording. So he's had about a half a season, you know, of managing. And that's over a course of right now, you know, two different actual, you know, uh, campaigns. Um, in the midst of a pandemic to boot, right? So it's probably far too early to, you know, give him his final report card. But I will say this, Rob, I'm not feeling this guy yet. And so, you know, there's a part of me that, you know, is sitting here as a Mets fan and I'm just wondering, man, I'm just wondering <laughs> what kind of team would, the Mets be if Carlos Beltran was at the helm. And again, I'm not advocating for Luis Rojas to lose his job. I'm not. I'm just wondering. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here daydreaming, right? What kind of team would the Mets be if Carlos Beltran? Because, you know, I like Carlos Beltran, man, as a player. You know, he yeah. was always a guy who just went out there and did his thing, didn't talk a lot. Sometimes he got criticized for that because he seemed like he wasn't um, showing enough emotion for some people and all the rest of that. But I don't think anybody could ever deny his talent and his knowledge of the game. And you saw that, as you mentioned, because you make a good point, that at the end of his career – he started to take on that sort of player coach role, you know? And um, so it just makes me wonder a guy like this, who's seen everything in the game, who's played at the highest level in the game, who's won a world championship and the rest of it. What would the Mets be like with Carlos Beltran at the, at the helm as a Mets fan? I'm just wondering, especially now when I see the team playing sort of lackluster baseball. Yeah. Hey, you, they might've been the Red Sox from a couple years ago with Alex Cora. 
Because Alex yeah. Cora is another one, you know, he didn't have a, as successful a baseball career as Beltran, but the dude is born into baseball, basically, and just knew the game at such a high level, high IQ guy when he played. And, and Beltran was all that plus. So who knows, man? Who knows? The biggest what if, I think. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for New York, you know, I just think, not that names are, are the be-all, end-all, but I do think that in New York, marquee franchises, you know, you you, you want to have a name. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not hating on Luis Vos, even though the more I, the more I talk, it seems like I am, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm just wondering, man. That's it. I'm just wondering, you know. Um, but listen, I don't think the Mets are going to hire Beltran, right? I think because of the problems that they've had with some of their recent hires, general manager, manager, and so forth, I think that I think it'll be harder for them to do it um but someone you know and maybe they the route that you just said you know maybe being a a a bench coach or a first base coach or something like that you know what i mean ease his way back in and then get the opportunity um maybe that's going to be the route but somebody i'm gonna say it here somebody needs to hire carlos beltran get him back in the game yeah, I agree. And who knows, man? Maybe uh, you know, Dusty Baker isn't a isn't a young guy. Who knows how many more years he wants to manage? Maybe Houston is uh, peaking over there, and maybe they'll hire Beltran. That'll be a story. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? That'd be almost like Houston saying, "Okay, the Mets didn't want him as a manager because they said he was." helping to steal signs while he was part of our team we'll take him back (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll take him (laughs) wouldn't that be something (laughs) yeah i don't know if that's gonna happen but um you know you know we 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 have we have to we have to begin a campaign man bring carlos back carlos beltran Mm -hmm. belongs back in, yeah. in, in in baseball. So hopefully we'll see that, man. Um, you know, where someone one of these teams will 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 make that kind of a move because um, you know, I, I think Carlos Beltran is a class act too. You know what I mean? Um and again, you know, it's this is not to say that he's perfect. Nobody is. Um and this is not to look, I don't know what his role was in the science stealing scandal you know it depends on who you who you talk to you know you'll mm-hmm. get a different story but for me whatever the case may be you know you know let's make it three for three right core is back hinch is back let's bring back carlos beltran that's right i agree start yeah. the campaign that's it speaking of starting the campaign why don't we start a campaign um you know, something like, you know, that just says, you know, just hit the ball, something like that. <laughs> because right now in Major League Baseball, guys are striking out at an historic pace, right? And I think we need to start a campaign. I'm going to start a hashtag, just hit the ball. I mean, my gosh, can guys just hit the ball? 
they I mean, they're striking out and it's it's hard to watch rob it's hard to watch i was watching a mets uh, one of the mets red sox games last week and combined in that nine inning game the teams combined for 30 strikeouts Oof. 15 each 15 each wow so wow more strikeouts than outs right um 15 strikeouts 12 other outs for both teams in that game i mean it's it's hard to watch man and i i would think baseball has to be concerned about it they're tinkering with all kinds of rules changes and all the rest of it i think we have to go back to some fundamentals and maybe it goes back to you know, teaching guys to level their swing, hit line drives, and stop trying to hit every ball in the air or something. I don't know, Rob, but it's been a problem for a while. And in the early part of this season, it's been even worse than in recent seasons. And it's hard to watch. Yeah, man. When the ball isn't being put in play, it takes all the excitement out of the game. And yeah, you know, strikeouts are great sometimes. Not all the time like 15 strikeouts per team (laughs) 30 strikeouts in one game nobody wants to see that man like you want to see the ball put in play you want to see hit and run you want to see stolen bases you want to see those are the things that get you know the fans excited it gets the crowd going a strikeout here and there to end an inning that's great that's high energy that's exciting but if you're going to see striking out the side every single inning kind of thing Nobody wants to see that, man. And and the batting averages, and, and I keep saying this, batting averages are being ignored with the analytics and stuff going in, but MLB has the lowest batting average among all teams at 234 right now that they've ever had. It's insane, and it keeps decreasing year by year. They were at 252 the last full season we had and 245 last year in the shortened season. But it's it's crazy, and they're striking out nine times per game on average per team and only seven hits per game per team. So we're striking out more than we're seeing hits, and that is not okay, man. Listen, just hearing you say those numbers, the low batting average, the high strikeouts, the low number of hits, I almost fell asleep just listening to you say that. (laughs) Those are sleep-inducing numbers right there. Man. (laughs) <laughs> you know, no, but listen, last night, you know, the Mets were playing the Phillies Sunday night baseball. And then our Knicks were playing the Houston Rockets. So and 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 it's Sunday night game. So I'm flipping back and forth between the channels. And I'm telling you, Rob, every time I would flip to the baseball game and I'd be there for five minutes and nothing has happened. I had to just, <laughs> That's a problem. I had to go back to the, I had to go back to the <laughs> basketball game because you know what I mean? Cause you know, I don't like watching commercials like a lot of guys, right? We don't like watching commercials. So no, Definitely That's not. why you can't give us a remote, man. <laughs> Thank God for remotes. Right? <laughs> so I don't like watching the commercials. So every commercial, I would switch to the to the other game. And man, 
I, I couldn't wait to switch back to the next game, you know, because of the lack of the action in the in the baseball game. And I know yeah. it got kind of exciting near the end and all the rest of it, but baseball, I'm telling you, if guys don't start hitting the ball, putting the ball in play more, it's I don't know what the future holds, Bob. I really, really don't. Yeah, and it's a big problem, man, because we're trying to attract younger fans to this game. And, you know, yeah, baseball's doing other things, you know, marketing and trying to show the players' faces more in commercial and stuff like that. And that's great. You brought them to watch the game, but now they're watching the game and all they're seeing is a bunch of strikeouts and guys striking out, maybe hitting a home run here or there, but for the most part, striking out. So that's going to make the kid go, this is what I came for? I could be watching the NFL. I could be watching the NBA. Hey, maybe they'll even watch hockey. And we don't even talk about it. (laughs) You know what I mean, man? Come on. Picture that. Someone watching (laughs) hockey. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, baseball, as you know, has been on for years, right? pace of play pace of play pace of play yeah and um you know i i just don't see how this helps you know when you have you know so many guys going going down on strikes um you know very few rallies you know guys uh, or teams you not stringing hits together and look it's early in the season and so one could hope that you know, this is an early season trend that will, you know, change and, you know, guys will start swinging the bats a little bit better, making more contact and so forth. But as you noted, it's not something that has just come out of the blue. It's It's been a trend over the past couple of years. A few years ago, we had a whole season with more strikeouts than hits for the first time. And so, you know, this is this is a concern, I would think, but hopefully things will turn around as we get get a little bit deeper into the season. Um, one other thing, Rob, that, that I've been noticing, too, is there have been some bench clearing, uh, no fights yet, but just bench clearing, you know, incidents. In baseball, the Cubs and the and the Reds had one recently. The Mets and the Phillies also. There have been a couple of others, but the last two involving the you know those teams I just mentioned was because relief pitchers had struck out hitters and were celebrating on the mound. And you know, um, I like the celebrations, man. I do. I, I you know, if if a guy strikes you out and he wants to celebrate, get him the next time. That's right. right. Um, yeah. If the guy takes you deep and he wants to flip his bat or he wants to pimp the home run, strike him out the next time. You know what I'm saying? In other words, get the guy back in the context of the game. Um, and it seems like batters really want to, you know, go out there and preen and, you know, do all kinds of things. Marcelo Suna, remember last year when he hit a home run, he took a selfie? Yeah, he's still doing that this year. He's still doing that? <laughs> yeah. All right. They were so actually wants- down in the game, and he hit a home run. 
and they were still down after him, and he stopped and took the selfie. So <laughs> even then, so he's still doing that. All right. So he wants to take selfies. Um, Tatis Jr. wants to cover his eye and and walk like Conor McGregor and all the rest of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, to me, it's funny, and it's part of the game, and, you know, you did something. Go ahead and celebrate. I don't have a problem with it. Um, but if the relief pitcher strikes you out and he wants to, you know, do a little celebration on the mound himself, if you're a hitter or a batter, don't start crying. That's right. Don't I start agree. crying. And so, you know, we've we've been seeing that we've been seeing that um more lately where, you know, hitters seem to be the ones that are sensitive. And for years it seemed like pitchers were the ones that were overly sensitive. You know what I mean? Um, you know, one thing I'm glad um, we don't see as much in the game anymore is that situation where a guy takes a pitcher deep and he celebrates and the pitcher hits the next guy up. Yeah. That used to happen a lot. A oh, lot. You want, oh, you wanted to act like that? I'm going to make your teammate pay. And then he's going to be mad at you and he's going to tell you, you better cut that stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, because he brought, you know, he, he had to take the brunt of it. We don't see that that much anymore, but that used to be a thing that, you know, your teammate celebrates the next guy up knew yeah. he was going to get one in the ribs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, I like the picture celebrating. I think back to like guys like, Java Chamberlain, when he came up with the Yankees, he was pumped at the end of an inning with the strikeout coming in and relief. So I like seeing it. And we spoke about Trevor Bauer and Tatis, and you kind of touched on it too. They're back and forth. Like Bauer came out and said, listen, he got me. What I have to do is do my job and get him next time so that I can celebrate. But if he got me, he has every right to celebrate. And I 100% agree with that. And I think that, you know, as a hitter, we're just talking about batting averages and strikeouts. Stop doing that thing if you don't want the pitchers to keep celebrating. We don't need to see 15 strikeouts per game if you have a problem with the celebration. You know, just start hitting. And then you won't see the pitcher celebrate. But, you know, until that starts happening, I think pitchers have emotions just like the hitters do. And they have every right to celebrate if they get a big strikeout. You know what I mean? So as a hitter, do your job. Make contact, and you won't have to worry about anybody celebrating at your expense. Yeah, that's right. Just hit the ball. That's right. You know what I mean? Just hit the ball. Um, you know, put the ball in play. You know, um, but if, if you're going to keep striking out, then you you know you better get used to a whole lot of celebrations on the mound. Um, let me ask you this: one last thing, man. There, um, I believe it's in the Pioneer League, where if the game goes to extra innings, the game is decided. It's decided by by a home run derby. Um, there have been some talk of doing that in even in the major leagues. What are your thoughts about that? Would you like to see that? has become part of major league baseball. We go to extra innings and instead of, you know, typical, you know, nine guys out in the field and right. You just try to win the game. 
Um, instead, everybody comes off the field, and the winner is decided by home run derby. What What do you think about that? As a Yankee fan, give me all the extra innings you want <laughs> because they got Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stan. They got a bunch of boppers out there. But in general, um, I don't know if I like this rule, man. I think it kind of takes away from the natural course of a baseball game. Like I'm, a, I'm not even a huge fan, to be honest, of the guy on second in the extra inning. Um, but this home run derby thing, I don't know, man. I'm not liking it. I hate it. I, I mean, I just absolutely hate it. You know, just the mere idea of it. I, I, yeah. I think that it's not baseball. It's not the way the game is supposed to be played. And, you know, I think, I think Major League Baseball has tinkered with the game so much that two things have happened. And this is just my opinion. Two things are starting to happen. One, the game is becoming unrecognizable. Number one, you know, because like you said, extra innings and, you know, you put a guy on second base. What is that, right? We're playing seven inning double headers. What is that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I get it last year with COVID and the fact that you had to play 60 games over what, like 65 or 66 days so that if you had a rain out and you had to play a double header in such a condensed schedule that you were going to give the players a break by, you know, having double headers be two innings shorter, right? Only seven innings instead of nine. I get that last year. I don't know why this year, you know what I'm saying? Like, but whatever, you know, so the game is just looking different. Right. Um, And so that's, that's the one thing I think all this tinkering is doing. The other Rob is this. I'm starting to wonder if those who are in charge even like the game that they're in charge of, Mm. because it's constantly trying to change it and make it into something else. And if this idea of a home run derby to decide games that go into extra innings comes to Major League Baseball, my prediction is they will lose a lot of fans. That's not what this game is about. What are we going to do? I mean, can you imagine what would be the equivalent, Rob, in basketball? A three-point shooting contest? Yeah, or the dunk contest. Right, or a (laughs) free-throw shooting contest. That's going to decide an overtime game uh, in football. Uh, What would they do? Field goals. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right, uncontested field goals, though, right? You're just kicking the ball, right? You know what I'm saying? That would be what would decide games? Come on, man. Come on, Major League Baseball. And look, first of all, it hasn't come to Major League Baseball, so maybe I'm getting upset prematurely. <laughs> I'm just putting folk on notice. <laughs> Don't bring that this way. Okay. Don't bring that this way. That that's not baseball. That that's not baseball, man. No, it's the furthest thing from it, man. It's it's exhibition stuff. You know, that's something if you want to decide a spring training game like that just for fun. 
whatever. You know, do what you have to do. But in a regular season game, because what do you do for the playoffs? <laughs> oh, man. Right. I right. tell you. I, I, oh, I don't boy. get it. I don't get it. I mean, you know, between – I mean, look, there have been so many rules changes over the years that I can't even begin to count them. You know what I mean? But um, this one should not be something that makes its way into any major league ballpark ever, right, ever. So, listen, if we were to wrap it up, you know, we had three hashtags tonight, right? One, no home run derby in extra innings. That's a long hashtag, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag no home run derby in extra innings, right? Our second hashtag is just hit the ball. And our third hashtag is bring back Carlos Beltran because he needs to be back in the game, man. So um, there you have it. All right, brother. Listen, man, good talking with you. Our Nixies, man, they continue to roll. Um, yeah, man. Season's going to end in about two weeks. And so we'll see if the Knicks will, will, um, Will will they'll be um I you know they'll be part of the postseason one way or the other and right now they're looking pretty good um but you know I don't want to last look the last time I started talking the Mets you know about my Mets they haven't been the same right so um I'm trying not to talk too much about the Knicks but I'm I'm, I'm happy to see what they're doing though I'll tell you that so yeah it's all right uh, though. If, if they start struggling I'll yell at them because the Yankees have been doing well since I started yelling so I yeah got that's there. That that is true. That is true. Two weeks ago, the Yankees were five and ten. Now they're fourteen and fourteen. So they've been playing a lot better since you've been yelling at them. So, you know, you keep you 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 keep yelling at the Yankees and <laughs> <laughs> see, see if you can continue to say. And look, they're right there too. They're only like two and a half games out of first place as we speak. So as much as yeah. they've been struggling, it goes back to our point from a couple of weeks ago that it was still very early, right? It's still very early. The calendar just turned to the month of May. So we yeah. got a lot of baseball left, man. So We do. We do. All right, man. Well, listen, um, good talking with you, and we're going to come back next time, and, and we're going to do it all over again right here on Sports 360.